about Ross and Patrick. I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? We care. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're back, everybody. <laughs> We're back and we missed you. I'm getting oh. I'm getting big laughs from you this afternoon. Because I'm deranged. You're deranged. You don't feel well. No. But let's welcome everybody in. Yes. Shall we? Welcome in to this warm. This episode, we want it to feel like you're in a velvet kimono like the one Ross is wearing while we record this episode. I mean, it won't be as luxurious as this kimono but it'll still be warm and interesting that kimono looks like the galaxies and the milky way and just like space like i'm fresh from topanga it's indigo is it indigo uh i don't know if it's indigo but it is tie-dyed where'd you get it from a brand called upstate oh yeah upstate this episode brought to you by upstate kimonos Enter the uh, promo kimono code. It's a fairly expensive brand that I only purchase items from from a sample sale. Oh. Um, and I know the designer, so sometimes she'll throw me a friends and family discount. Nice. Um, just one of the perks, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> See, I work in the. I work in the. And sometimes they have these samples. <laughs> and you go there, and there's clothing on the racks. Um, but I do love her clothes. It's a lot of like naturally dyed, tie dyed, oh, cool. fine garments. Nice. Like this velvet kimono of a couple tie dyed dresses and a and one tie dyed shirt. This is the year of tie dye for you because you also have a cool. Is that a Gap t shirt that's tie dyed? It's not. I mean, tie dye. I bought those dresses like quite a few years ago. Oh. So I've been on that tip, but now it is very trendy. Shout out to my friend Nadia Pinder, who has a company called Sty Dyed. And she lives in bed Oh. And she makes tie-dye products and t-shirts and hats. Cool. And it's all natural. It's really cool. Her Instagram feed is great because it's like... Should we have her on? Yeah, she she is somebody we should have on. Uh, she's a very funny comic too. Um, but also does has a tie-dye company. Yeah. Love she's it. She's like a polymath. She's doing it all. She's a, Love it. I think she's a barista. Polymath? Uh, yeah, a person who does many things. Oh. And they're like good at many things. Like us. You're polymath. I'm a polymath. Like us. Yes. Yeah. We're yeah. polyamorous polymaths. Oh, yes. Bring all the poly. Yes, yeah. I'm poly in like polyester. my life. In so ma- no. No polyester. No. no, no, no. I'm trying to think of a joke where uh, I say, you know, uh, uh, we're, we're, oh, man, what was it? Oh, this is going to no. be good. Hold on one second. <laughs> Everyone hold on Oh, one I second. say I, in my set, I've been saying like, I just like kind of off the cuff mentioned, yeah, my wife has a boyfriend and I want to say she's not cheating. We're just polyamorous. But instead of saying polyamorous, do some, use some other word instead of, but it's poly something like mm. uh, she's not cheating on me. We're just polyester or whatever it's called. You know, that's some one that's silly. Gonna, that's going to need some work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's more of a, just like a little quick misdirect, you know. Oh. Man, look at the weird sky. It was like yeah. rainy all day and now it's sunny all of a sudden. And But it's only sunny in spots because I was just out there with Peggy who, you know, I love her, but also she's been very annoying to walk this whole week. Um, we think she backslid while we were away in California, but we'll talk to you guys about that. But I was just out there with her and... <laughs> oh, she's growling in her crate right now. She heard her name. She's doing some of her favorite things. Vocalizations. Yes, where she doesn't bark, but she's just like... (laughs) Just like letting you know she's like not happy. Oh, now she's barking. Yeah. Well, let's just keep chatting. Let's see what happens. Let's ignore. Because I don't think the mics pick her up and who cares? You know what I mean, guys? Oh, yeah. Who cares? Welcome to Who Cares? Welcome to the show. We're back. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a two-week break. And yeah, I think Peggy is out of sorts. We, I, I had yeah. a weird week of feeling out of sorts. Yeah. You're f- not feeling well. Uh, 
something has happened. Should we just cut to the chase? Yeah, so I don't know. I was going to kind of leave it up to you. How do you want to approach approach Y'all, this episode? The the rumors are true. <laughs> I had an accident. No. <laughs> <laughs> you broke your other arm. Oh, can you imagine? Oh my that God. would be horrible. Um I'm pregnant. Oh my God, everybody. Yeah. Ross yeah. is pregnant. Um, it's, How did that happen? It's very early. You know, you're supposed to say that. Like it's very know. early. It's very early. It's like, I don't know, six or seven weeks or something, which technically means that like they track it from the first day of your last period. So you didn't even come inside of me until... A week and a half after that or two weeks after that? Yeah, it was in your ovulation week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So it was about, it was a little less than two weeks after my first day. So technically I've only been pregnant for like a month, like four to five weeks, but they call it two weeks later because that's the only way they can really guarantee that they know exactly how long you've been pregnant. I'm pretty certain I inseminated you on the day before the day of or the day after my mother's birthday. <laughs> well, I know. It's like I could tell you when it happened. It's like one of these three days. Yeah, we only tried three times and it worked. So that's like part of the surprise. Should I grab her? Yeah, I don't know what to do. Um, I'm going to grab her and, and uh, leash her. See if she'll Oh, bring the bed out. over next to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So Ross is going to go. She's going to go let Peggy out of her cage and I will tell you how I inseminated my wife. <laughs> Uh, it was an all natural process. And yeah, we, we, when we first decided, all right, let's try, we were going to try. If you listened a few episodes ago, uh, when we went up to Kiernan farms for my high school reunion weekend, but, um, I was not a sexy person at all that weekend. Uh, cause I was so in my head about all the stuff that you've already heard about on this podcast. So it was in the days afterward. It was like the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday after that reunion weekend. And, uh, did you, did we tell you guys yet that we overshare on this podcast? Um, yes. so it was, it was on those days that we went for it. And, uh, I guess one of those times took, um, and yeah, I was actually telling a friend last night, I had a show in Bushwick and I was talking to the very funny, uh, Athir Yacoub. And I was like, yeah, it's really early, but we just like decided we're going to tell people about it. And she's like, yeah, that's a really bad idea. She uh, said that? I don't know how exactly she said it. She said that the point she made was that. And I was like, I know it's like uh, a little crazy. And she's like, yeah, because like, and I was explaining like, we are all about destigmatization and we want to just talk about what's going on in our lives. And, and, uh, I was saying you in particular decided that it'd be good to just talk about this. And, uh, and, and I was like, you know, cause it's like women. And then I brought up this news article I was reading about this news reporter who miscarried while she was on, uh, like an intense news job and she had no one to tell when it happened and she was just like felt horrible that it happened. And then she started to feel ashamed. Like it was her fault that it happened. And, uh, I was sharing all that. I was talking about it in the context of mm-hmm. shame and women feeling like they did something wrong if, if they miscarry. Yeah. And, uh, and that's when a was like, yeah. Cause like in Arab culture, there is a lot of shame attached to it. And I don't know. Was, I can't recall exactly the conversation we had, but you just saw my eyes like turn red when you said that. <laughs> I mean, she's she's an amazing person. And uh, the point is not that that's her reaction, but that uh, many people react that way. And uh, it's it's for people not in the I didn't know any of this stuff until my mid 20s, mid to late 20s, probably that most people don't really share until they're like three months pregnant because that's like the first trimester. Yes. And, uh, you know, we have no idea how this is going to turn out, but like, um, my, as I like to explain to people, like when I first got sober, I literally was like two days sober or maybe three days sober. I'd gone to two meetings and I like called my family and I was like, I'm in AA now. I have a drinking problem if you didn't know. And now I'm getting sober. Cause like, 
that's just how I roll. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And yes, of course I could have relapsed like, but then that would have been a part of the story too. You know, it's like, and then on a deeper level, uh, and listen, if you want to keep it to yourself or between you and your partner, I respect that. But that is what's expected. And I think it's expected. Um, I think we say that it's like for privacy and, and because people don't want to have to explain and blah, blah, blah. But I, I think that at least this is just my opinion. I think that there is like deep societal like ingraining in us. That's like, we don't talk about things that make us uncomfortable that could lead to things we can't control. And especially regarding women's bodies, like keep it quiet, Mm -hmm. keep it under wraps. Yeah. And that is fucking bullshit to me. And especially because the first trimester notoriously is like the most miserable because you're like sick, but there's like nothing showing that you're sick. You're just Mm -hmm. like suffering in silence, which as you may know, not my bag. Mm-hmm. I don't suffer in silence. I suffer publicly. <laughs> You're a communicator. <laughs> but like how terrible that story you're saying of this journalist. It's like, uh, but I'm sure, you know, it's like the demands of her job, like for her to tell anybody that she's like newly pregnant, she's probably scared for her job. They wouldn't put her on mm-hmm. some assignment or something. So then she's like, not allowed to talk about being pregnant, not allowed to talk about having a miscarriage, but probably still like excelled at her job the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and to be honest, I didn't read the whole article, but the part that... Because it's like, who cares? It's just like some broad story. <laughs> <laughs> no, it has more to do with my attention deficit disorder, I think. I know, same. I can't get through reading things anymore. Uh, <laughs> but I'm doing fine with that new Paul Rudd show on Netflix. We did that in a day and I'm doing great with Succession. <laughs> Tearing through succession. I'm a bad influence on you, uh, I think. But the point is that, oh, what I was going to say is the, the part I remember that was just so horrible to think about was that it happened while she was on assignment in the field. All male crew uh, didn't didn't know if she actually miscarried. She she had a period, essentially, yeah. but she, you know, there's, there's a chance that that's not actually yeah. a termination of a pregnancy. And, uh, and she had like two whole days to like, think about this alone and mm. not you know and not get it squared away and that just sounds horrible um so yeah uh so i'm taking a different approach yeah <laughs> and i'm in a uh, a fairly privileged position where i don't really have to worry about telling people at my job like i'm not like running around like telling every person who hires me but also, like with freelance, it doesn't really affect the game so much. I did intentionally not tell one producer that I was working for because I was just like, you know, if she sees me kind of moving slow or like sitting down, maybe I just don't want her to think this is going to be like a long time yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but I told the people I was working with and I was like talking about it very comfortably because it's like I don't feel good yeah and I'm like I'm doing my job and I got it done and I did a good job but it's like I don't want I I think it's like fair to just like let people know like hey I'm not like in my top physical condition at the moment yeah yeah talk about what you're feeling like what what this last Um, week or two has been like well let's go back you know um so there we were my mother's birthday (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so we only tried the three times, two and a half, uh, which times. we're calling two and a half. Yeah. yeah, the third time it was it was really a uh, a pump and dump. We were like, did anything even happen? Yeah, you said you were like, did I even come? I was like, I don't fucking no, know. I, no, I said, did I get all the way in there before <laughs> I? Because the first two times I was like, really like this is great. I'm doing it. Like this is. I, Easy peasy, like no, no, I was not he, in my you head. You were like, you were like Patrick Bateman in American Psycho in the mirror, just like looking yeah. at yourself, like uh, uh, uh. I'm gonna make a baby. <laughs> no, it was actually the most vanilla sex we've ever had. I think it was yeah. just like me, just 
like full long dogging on top of you, just full <laughs> body pressure. I feel like I was in the movies actually. Like when you're you you're see just like, like staring at the ceiling, zoning out. Yeah. <laughs> when you see scenes of women that are having like disinterested sex and they're just like looking off. You're like, oh yeah, little, do it. It was a little uh-huh. bit like that. Uh huh. Because we just yeah. had a, we had a job to do. Yeah, it was a it was a very goal oriented sesh. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. And then, yeah, the third time I just, I just couldn't, um, I couldn't get there. You know, it's like, I was like a member of Bachelor in Paradise. I just couldn't see myself getting there. (laughs) So we peeled apart and I I did some manual labor. Uh, (laughs) My God. I don't know if anybody asked for this much of a detail, but you, you're getting it. This is what we do, right? We just tell, talk about life. Everybody can relate to this stuff, right? I think on some level, and if they can't now, they may later or, yeah. you know, in some way, shape or form, or they know a friend or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a show Friday night uh, in Queens where I just went ahead and described all of this on stage. You did? Uh, I wonder if we just play that audio. Should should I just play play that? I mean, if you feel like that's work you want to do, cutting that yeah. in. Yeah, I guess this has to go up at five in the morning. So, and it, let's here not we are. Make, let's not make extra work for ourselves, yeah. shall we? Yeah, maybe I'll play that uh, when it's a finished bit. Um, yeah, but, that sounds better, don't you guys think? Yeah, who we? Oh my god, I can see Frankie coming out of Coco Grinder on her tricycle um, looking out the window. In an Adidas tracksuit. Oh my god, that is our toddler friend from next door. Our toddler neighbor. And her father. I don't know if we should even say names, but we love him and and his wife and uh, their daughter. That's going to be us, like, hopefully. Oh my god, that's going to be us. Patrick is like far more... um, I don't know, into it <laughs> than I am at the moment. Yeah, this was, I mean, it's crazy that it, we didn't expect to, it to work. No, not on the first try. I like hoped it would work, but I kind of let it go. And then we Did had, you? And then we had that psychic Cassandra on the sh- on mm-hmm. our podcast. And she was like, I don't think you're pregnant after we were done recording. I think she was like, yeah, I don't think you are. And I was like, well, a psychic is saying no. And I did take a test too, yeah. but I think it was too, it, it was obviously too early. Uh, and it was negative and I was sort of relieved slash indifferent. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, all right. Yeah. Like first try, no thanks. Yeah. But surprise. Yeah. And then you took another test. Well, my period was late. Oh, okay. So... And that's I, the first sign of pregnancy, guys. Uh, <laughs> the preg- the- well, and I was a little suspicious because my boobs have been like more sore than usual and bigger, which can happen as your period approaches too. But, um, and then like days started passing and I was like, I think I'm like kind of late. Yeah. Which I'm not usually that late. And, I kept saying, I was like, I'm going to give myself till this day. And then that day came, which was last Thursday uh, or l- last Thursday. No, not this past. It was the day before our trip. Yes. Yeah, so like a week and a half. 12 or, days ago. Okay. <laughs> get your calendars uh, out, listeners. Get your calendars. Uh, so it was Thursday before we left for LA. We went to LA last weekend and... I took this test kind of being like, nah. <laughs> nah, nah. I'll piss on this thing, but nah. nah. And then there was this very subtle, faint second line. And so then I started calling a couple of my closest girlfriends that already have children that have been through this and sending them photo, like photos of the pregnancy test. And I'm like, what is this? Well, what is this? <laughs> what do you, what do we got here? Like, what are we working with? What is this? Well, would you take a look at that? <laughs> and yeah, I got kind of like mixed responses. Like I started sending it to like more, more friends, all who have yeah, had none of, and I was not aware of any of this. I called and texted two people. I texted Danielle and Jen before I called you. Cause I was just like, 
Was but didn't you do one the day before that also? The va- no. when was the va- so you've only taken oh, two? Oh, I did total. the one that didn't work. Oh, remember the- it was out here on the coffee table, and you're like, "What is this?" And I was like, "It's fucking broken. I don't know." Yeah. Uh, so yes, I had tried to take another one a few days earlier, but it like didn't work. Yeah. Um. So then, yes, then I took another one when I was probably like four or five days late at that point. And, uh, yeah, uh, turns out that is a positive result, even if the line is very faint. Yeah. Uh, because if it was negative, there would be no second line whatsoever. And what is it reacting to? Some hormone in your piss? Yes. A pregnancy hormone, the abbreviation I cannot think of right now. Uh, it is detecting it, but if it's so early, it's like a very light detection of it. Gotcha. Uh, and then it would technically, the line gets darker the more it can detect that hormone. So then I took another one the next day when we were in LA. I like bought a two pack, brought the second of the two pack to LA with me, took it there. And the line was in fact slightly darker mm. the next day. And if we took one today, would it just be like a blackened? Like- <laughs> I don't know. We could We could do it for fun. If you have another $25 to spend on pregnancy tests. We could just go down to Deals, the dollar store we live above. I think they sell them there. Yeah. My friend Gina Bloom has a hysterical bit about dollar store pregnancy tests. Uh, Yeah. And you called me and I was in the office doing some work. And uh, yeah, that was very nice to get that call. That made me feel very happy. You were happy. I mean, my, my tone this whole time has been cautious optimism. Yeah. Uh. So like, you know, this is me excited. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, like I'm, I'm actually, not, I'm actually into you being. <laughs> this is you excited right now. Yeah, and I'm also like not freaking out. Like, there's a lot to freak out about, but I'm not. You know, it's like, whatever. Money will figure itself out. Logistics will figure themselves out. Fucking dumb bitch, Justin. I know. I saw her doing that the other day. She's been gnawing on her leash. Talking about Peggy now. <laughs> like, I'm going to bust out of here. Um, let's go on. Sorry. Oh, just, yeah. Like, I haven't, um, I haven't felt panicked yet, you know? Uh, and I guess part of me is just like, well, let's see what these next couple months look like. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's no, there's no need to panic. Um, I just, I don't know. It's bringing up lots of things for me. Um, I wouldn't recommend watching the final season of The Handmaid's Tale, Mm. Newly Pregnant. Yeah. That is not a recommendation I would give. There was some sobbing on the couch today. (laughs) Yesterday and today as I was finishing it. Like, this is a nightmare. We're watching that show and Succession concurrently. There's an intense emotional vibe around. Yeah, it's we, like. We've let in some, like, dark spirits into this it's home. It's like pre-apocalypse and post-apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> Succession into Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Um, it's just, I, I'm having a lot of just, like, my body is doing weird things and... Uh, yeah, just describe like everybody has heard of morning sickness, but like describe how it's manifesting for you. Uh, it's, uh, not in the morning only. Uh, it's sort of an all day affair. It's manageable. Like I'm not bedridden, but I am just like, so this like started the day after the second pregnancy test. So it was like Thursday took a pregnancy test, Friday took a pregnancy test, Saturday I woke up and I was like, I really want coffee, but it also sounds like it's going to make me feel sick. And this is on a four day trip to see our friends in LA. Yeah. Who have a toddler who is like. Bay and Jen. Bay and Jen, everybody. Jen has been on Who Cares Twice while she was pregnant and then after she had the baby. Jen is very excited for us. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, I'll get there too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like nausea, fatigue. Yeah. Like headaches? It's, it's not, no, no headaches yet. Uh, 
look at that amazing dog outside. There's like a bear of a dog. Oh, yeah. That is like a bear. It's a mountain dog of some kind. Yeah. Should not be in the city, actually. That is adorable. Um, I, yeah, just general fatigue. Like, I just feel like I'm in a state of like constant, needing constant deep breaths where I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like there's a lot of that moving around. Like, because yeah. I've never really experienced fatigue like this before where mm. it's just like for no good reason other than the fact that I'm growing a life, I guess. Yeah. But it's like, I didn't work out hard. Like it's not like I stayed up all night. Like there aren't these like given reasons that I'm used to. I wonder if it's hormones literally trying to force a new mother or a pregnant person to, um, to sleep, to just like stay down. Like, yeah. Probably like like your body's like, nope. we just want to keep putting nutrients down there and you should just like not do anything. Yeah. I think that's part of it. Stay in the cave. Yeah. They're like, your body's doing something insane right now. Just like lay down, Yeah, (laughs) which is like how I feel. Yeah. But it was just so crazy that. And like no one else sees how you feel. No. Um, and it started like right away, but it is manageable. Like some women have this like, to a debilitating extent from what I've heard and read. Like I was reading some article about a woman who like was vomiting so much during the day, like during this first trimester, like up to 30 times a day she was vomiting that her doctor was going to put her on bed rest by like month four. Wow. Um, and oh, you know, it was a, it was an article about taking CBD while you're pregnant (laughs) and, uh, like the meds that she was on were going to like fuck with her too much. Like it was like, there was no like clear medical solution. And so she started taking, um, CBD oil, uh, and like got better almost immediately. Yeah. Um, but there's not a lot of research on CBD, yada, yada. So like doctors are not going to be like, take some CBD, you know? Um, and that's not the case for everybody. Uh, but so my point being, uh, it's nowhere near that. It's just like very annoying and irritating yeah. that I'm like tired and like once every hour or so I'll like swallow and be like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> like do, what, what does my body need to not feel nauseous right now? And it appears to be the answer is saltines. Saltines, carbs, oyster crackers, oyster crackers, as my mother suggested to me, uh, coconut water is helping ginger tea, all the things. I got a box of, uh, lucky charms up there. If you want to have some of those. <laughs> I don't think that's it. I ate like a leftover cold cheeseburger yesterday. That was not what the doctor ordered. Well, your acupuncturist did recommend red meat though. Yes. And I had a cheeseburger the two days ago that was hot. That was delicious. Yeah, you need to be what, heating up your cheeseburgers. It went down great. But yesterday I was so hungry and kind of feeling nauseous. And I heated up the cheeseburger and fries that I had left over for like maybe two or three minutes. <laughs> and I was like, that's good. Yeah, listen, as your husband, <laughs> I, I am ordering you to anytime you're dealing with meat, chicken, red meat, whatever, it needs to be brought back up to a safe temperature. I know, I know. Because who knows what goes on in in a takeout box. I realized that was very stupid. In our fridge. But yeah, I went shopping the other day and I did get a box of Lucky Charms. I haven't eaten cereal like that in probably over a year. You like face-fucked it yesterday. Yeah, and you were like, what are you doing? What is this about? And I said, pregnancy gives me weird food cravings. (laughs) I thought that was a funny joke. Yes, but that Uh, was like, no, really, like what are, I said, what are we eating about? Like, what is this about? Well, I'll describe my week. I, so yeah, we went out to LA and had this great trip, but I just couldn't like get good sleep on the trip. Which is like a struggle for you anyway. Uh, it is a struggle for you. Sleep? Yes. Hmm. You're always complaining about not getting good sleep. Yeah. Anyway, we came home and, <laughs> and we traveled home on Tuesday and, uh, the next day I was just like, felt so gross. So I... You're like going through this morning sickness, pregnancy, uh, sickness. Can you speak straight? Because <laughs> well, now I want to say, what's a better name? What is the better name than morning sickness? Because that's fucked know. up that they 
branded it that way and it's not even just in the mornings. I don't like that. <laughs> He's taking a strong stance on this. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just felt like shit all day, Wednesday, Thursday, and a lot of Friday. And uh, like a, I hate being sick. A I hate, sore throat, achy, little yeah. bit of a fever. I hate being debilitated because I want to do stuff. Yeah. Production take care queen. Of business. Productivity queen. And uh, I just, yeah. And so I binge watched a ton of TV all week and that feels good doing it, but it doesn't feel good after. You yeah. Know? yeah. So, yeah, I think I just bought junk food and I'd had a fucking crazy junk food day yesterday. Ice yeah. cream brownies oh the night before after my show in queens i had a milkshake and a piece of boston cream diner pie and after a soup though a cup of soup soup, it was a cup of chicken rice soup you Uh, know what i'm gonna get a cup of soup and then a boston cream pie and a milkshake and that pie was so big and i was just like you know what i paid for it i might as well eat it gotta get your money's worth i had the worst (laughs) headache in the morning like what am i doing (laughs) benjols have we ever said that on this show i don't think so anyway um so the eating is i don't know it's like it's I'm really not freaking out. I'm not like trying okay to check if you out. Are. It's okay if you are. I'm not going to another Hun, place. It's okay. I am. <laughs> I'm like, get me out of here. <laughs> You're like, give me that CBD puffer. Yeah. I mean, they probably wouldn't recommend a vape CBD, but like I paid $135 for it. So just let me get through it and then I'll stop. Wow. I didn't know how much that cost. I didn't pay for the second one. So yeah, day one of being in LA, uh, we went to get your vape refill and uh, <laughs> the that, first one broke. That store is like a Black Mirror episode. You walk into this pristine, white, uh, clinically lit CBD lounge. It's not clinically lit. I think if we were there in the nighttime, it would have been fluorescent lighting. In the nighttime. Uh, <laughs> uh, what is it called? Dose, dosen? Dosist. The dosist? Just dosist. D-O-S-I-S-T. Dosist. Yeah. And we're looking at all these blends of CBD and like... It was very Black Mirror. You you get the one that's like one THC to 10 CBDs. Which is no psychoactive effect. Like they they claim like they're like, this has no psychoactive effect. This is about CBD only. The reason why there is some THC is because... The theory is that CBD needs, can only activate needs to interact with THC to like activate its properties to like bond to the. I cells. don't know if that's true, but that's what they no, say. I think that is true. But there were some fucking blends that are like this will knock you on your ass. Like don't <laughs> take while driving. It's like did eight, it say that? Yeah, like eighteen to one THC to CBD. No, there was nothing bigger than eleven. Eleven no, was the most. I, I think there's no. Anyway. We looked at it together. The biggest one was eleven to one THC to CBD, and but I think yeah. that one was called Passion. Passion. <laughs> Which I guess they're saying is for lovemaking. Oh, did you come for the passion? Oh, are you interested in lovemaking on the THC and the CBD? Does pot make you feel sexual? I never felt sexual when I... Yeah, it wasn't for me, but I do hear that from people a lot that like, they like getting stoned and having sex. Yeah. I was like, I more liked it to watch television, eat as much food as possible and then fall asleep. Yeah. So I don't know. That's me. And that was many, many years ago. We used to have balls. You'd put marijuana in these balls mm-hmm. and then grind it you up. smoke. Yeah, you can grind it. You put it in the bowl and then it has a little thing on the side. I cannot remember what that's called. Uh, a carburetor? No, a, a, a carb. I think it's called a carb and you like. Yeah, I think it's short for carburetor. Really? The little hole? Yeah, because in a in a. Engine, it's like an air release. It's an air intake. You're like, you need the oxygen to pass through so that it burns the, I think that's scientifically how it works. So yeah, like when you hit, when you hit the ball, mm-hmm. like you did back in my day. You lift your thumb off. But you like do it a few times to like, inc- so the air is getting in to yeah. increase the burn. So yeah, I think you're on to something. Yeah. on an engine, a carburetor, the fuel goes through, it is turned into a gas in there, I believe, the liquid I wouldn't know. Just sell it to me. Yeah, and it just ignites <laughs> in there. Uh, 
But a lot of cars don't have carburetors anymore because they have fuel injection systems. All right. We're way off track now. Um, uh, I think I know what I'm talking about. I'm not quite sure. Uh, but uh, so, so we then were there in Black Mirror. We got, yeah, we got your drugs in the Black Mirror drugstore. And then we went to get my drugs down the block. Ice cream. <laughs> Which we, after having a very healthy lunch at... Cafe Gratitude. Oh, Cafe Gratitude. Man, we were there. We're like taking meetings, holding meetings, <laughs> just informationals. Um, delicious food. Oh, my God. It really Incredible. is good. Yeah. It felt like uh, it felt good to give my wife a meal that would nourish our young child. Wow. <laughs> oh, even you though know we went Dutch on that one. I'm all, <laughs> I'm all over the place. Another thing I hate. And another, and another thing. thing. Websites <laughs> and their fucking pandering to pregnant women. Uh, like, baby is a grain of sand. All right, ladies, newsflash. That's not a baby. Like, it's a, a grain of sand. <laughs> that is not a baby. That is a fucking sack of cells that... Maybe hopefully at some point, you know, we'll, we'll call it a baby, but like right now, no, like science. Okay. You're going full controversy now because some people, (laughs) people know where I stand. Some people would say life was created when that little, well, they're not listening to this podcast. And if they are, I mean, let's you know, leave well, a fucking you, message, I guess. You showed me what the thing looks like now, uh, and it's tiny, but it does look like a little shrimp being, uh, and it's creepy as hell because it's zoomed in, so you picture that thing like human size, and it's like if that thing walked into our apartment <laughs> right now... It's full alien. It'd be like... It has a tail. <laughs> it has a tail. It's like an exoskeleton. Yeah. The it, spine, it's the spine that creeped me uh, out. Because the spine, it's a tail. It's curved. Yeah. It's like curving over whatever like the sack is. But also like this is like a controversial time, especially like right like this six to seven weeks. Oh, because you can detect the heartbeat. Yes. Which does not mean... That like a fetus is formed. Like it's literally it's an like egg sac. Two cells fluttering around. Yeah, it's a fucking egg yolk that's just like beating. It's like you know? Like we eat eggs. We don't like But I don't know. I think I am honestly of the mind like that's a third life right there. And if we were yeah, in a but situation nobody where we asked you. If we were in a situation <laughs> where we had to abort, I think I'd be fine with it. It's like, yeah, it's just like a, it's like a little alien life, but it's, it's to me, it's life. Sure. It's life in the sense that it's like not dead, mm-hmm. you know, but it's not a fucking human. Oh, I had a funny line. I think, I think it was on the phone call. You were like, so I think I'm pregnant. I was like, okay, and you you told me you took the test and stuff, and I was like, well, that's that's great. I, I'm so happy. Like, that's great. And then at one point, I said, you think you're gonna keep it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Well, and what I did love about my progressive doctor's office, uh, they that was the actually the legit first question they asked me when I called to make an appointment. They asked, "Is this a pregnancy you want to keep?" Mm. And I said, "Yes." Thank you for asking, <laughs> which then I was talking to somebody about that. And, you know, I'm sure that there are some people that that would upset them that they're being asked that. But then it's like, well, women that don't want to keep it, they don't want to be congratulated. Yeah. Like they don't want to go through that. Oh, yeah. You know, so yeah. I think it's like more than fair to like ask that question before anything is like decided upon. Yeah, that's so that's a really good way to put it. Right? Like I found it jarring uh when you said that that's what she asked, but yeah. And I was like, "Yes! Yes! I love this doctor." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I made the right choice." Downtown women. Downtown women, baby. Because this is the thing. Yes, I we we made a choice that we would like to have a child. But I am still a person who is pro-choice who like believes in the right to do whatever you want with your own body and when there's like all these sort of like 
microaggressive societal things like somebody might congratulate you if actually you're calling because you want to fucking set up an abortion like that sucks yeah you know and it's like it might be jarring but it's just because you're not fucking used to it because society has been set up in a way to be like congratulations like no matter what yeah you know man think about it man the patriarchy yeah i fucking hate it and i hate it more now than ever (laughs) well as the patriarch of this family (laughs) as peggy's father as your husband uh-huh. and the head of household. Oh, here he goes. We all know who the head of household is. Let's be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be a stay-at-home dad anyway. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, So, yeah, what else? What you were else? saying, though, that that was jarring to you. Yeah, I, I think it's just like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, I guess like. And then I did, I did kind of go down this road in my head of like, well, you you did express to me like and you are clearly today like this was not exactly how you envisioned it happening like you would like you would have liked a couple more months maybe yeah uh because we were originally going to start in the summer Uh and then it was like yeah let's wait till the fall yeah uh and a lot of the reticence came from you and not me which is uh is atypical i Uh, guess uh, so I did have this thought of like, I wonder if she would like, if she, it ever crossed her mind to not tell me. No. And if she would have like secret. Are you kidding me? I, I just, you know. I, I show I, everything from the mountaintops. Listen, I've been watching a lot of succession. <laughs> if anything, we know secrecy is not my bag. Yeah. You know, I'm like in your face. I'm like, guess what, hon? Yeah. This is happening. And it's my body. I don't want to hear a fucking word about it. <laughs> so no, you, so if, if you would have done it, you would have just told me immediately. Yeah, but of course we want to do this. It's just complicated and it brings up like lots of feelings and uh, you're not the one who has to grow it. I know. So That was a funny thing that came up. Well, not funny, but we were talking. Funny strange, not like funny haha. It was another thing that was jarring to me. I think we were talking to Jen and Bay. Or were we talk? Was it here? I don't know. I said to somebody, "Oh no, yeah, we were setting up uh, our TP, our bed in the TP." <laughs> Do we get into Joshua Tree? Yeah, we'll go. Uh, we'll go back, guys. Fever dream all over the place. You know setting how it goes. Setting up the uh, the air mattress. We're kind of getting comfortable in the TP. And uh, <laughs> yes, we stayed in the TP in I think, Joshua Tree. <laughs> so I think Bay might have said like, "So how are you feeling about everything?" And I said, "I'm oddly like." calm and confident about like career stuff like I feel like this is kind of giving me some motivation to like really go for it with my career and not even considering that like that it like it wasn't I wasn't like comparing my situation to yours or whatever but you reacted in a in what I perceived as a negative way, because I think your first reaction to what I said was like a, like a, like a. (laughs) As I do. Yeah. And I was like, wait, does she not like that? That's how it makes me feel. Like I thought that would sound good to her, but then you went on to express that, you know, it, it feels the opposite. Like it could be a limitation or could affect yoga teaching and um other things that you've wanted to do and i just literally didn't i don't know when i said what i said i i uh i didn't really think about how that would sound to you well which is fine you know you're having your own experience with it it's and it is your experience too but it's like more mine (laughs) based on the fact i mean this shit is crazy I'm fucking growing something inside of me. Like, what? And it's just like, more saltines. You know, it was another thing that I read, too, that the placenta (laughs) is literally an organ that we grow. Like, it's an organ that's purely grown during the process. I didn't, I guess I didn't know it was, like, considered an organ. Yeah. But it's, 
an organ that has grown during the process of pregnancy and like doctors still know very little about it that like they kind of can't believe that women can just like grow an organ mm. <laughs> like because of this thing. The craziest thing I ever experienced with a placenta was uh, shooting an episode of True Life about this girl who was giving birth and the doctor delivered the baby and then the family was joyous and happy. And then after birth. And then the placenta was in a steel, stainless steel bowl and the doctor, there were pictures happening. This family was taking lots of pictures in the room. Absolutely not. Yeah, we won't be doing that. <laughs> we'll tell you all about it on that episode. There will be no pictures. No visuals. No. But uh, the doctor fucking picked up the placenta out of the bowl and like lifted it up like a fucking sheet in front of her face like a magician. <laughs> like, here I am. And she posed with it. Just this fleshy blood sack, just like posing for pictures. I don't, I'm sure she asked for permission and there was consent, I hope, but it was truly bizarre. Truly, truly, truly outrageous. I don't think that was at Downtown Women. <laughs> no, I know. I was saying to my mom, I was talking to my mom today and um, I was asking her about her birth experience. And I know. With me, it was like particularly terrible. Uh, it was like a really bad experience mm. for her. But with my brother, I th my brother was very late and it was very long, but she really liked the doctor. She like still sees that gynecologist that gave birth to my wow. brother, which is like so crazy. Um, and she really likes him, even though it's a male gynecologist. Uh, but she was in Texas when she gave birth to me and like, didn't have a lot of stuff like set up how she would have liked to. And so she didn't really know the doctor and he was like really mean and like not really telling her what he was doing. And he tried to keep my dad out of the room. And like, she was like crying, asking for my dad and stuff. And she said it was really bad. And, uh, Oh, and they don't let you get up either. Like, I guess like nowadays, like you're supposed to kind of walk, fairly soon after giving birth. Uh, but he like, they wouldn't let you up in those days. You're just supposed to like stay down. Hmm. I'm sure it was incredibly horrific <laughs> in 1982 in deep Southern Texas. Yeah. Um, but I was kind of joking with her. She was like, Oh, you know, you like your practice. I was like, mom. And she was like, you're going to get a jewel and everything. I was like, mom, <laughs> I'm like, you know me, I'm going to be like, if a man besides my husband tries to walk into this room. Oh, watch out. There's going to be a sign on the door. No man allowed. No man allowed. <laughs> Unless you are a shaman bearing crystals. No, especially if you're a sh I don't want no fucking male shaman up in my grill. What are you talking about? Anyway, uh, we had a good laugh. Speaking of women not getting up, I, I remember on that same project, uh, we were shooting with a doula and uh, the, her patient and uh, the the doula thought it was important for us to be ready for this birthing experience. We didn't end up seeing this childbirth because they stopped. We stopped shooting with them, but they were going to do an at home birth. Mm -hmm. And that doula does uh, this thing that is like the ancient way of doing it, which is birthing in a squatting position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she made us watch a film called birthing in the squatting position <laughs> and it's like me and the other producer in this living room Both watching boys. this yeah th watching this insane film of women basically uh under a pair of um even parallel bars like yeah. gymnastics parallel bars yeah, holding yeah. it and they squat and they, the baby just comes right out gravity man it's crazy Radical. and then yeah the women just kind of like stand up and they're like oh cool done done did they're it like <laughs> You need to watch that Ricky Lake film about yes, yes, the, yes. just so I'm like fucking pissed yeah. going into it. Yeah, actually Great. don't. So the next nine <laughs> months, we need to stay away from The Handmaid's Tale and the Ricky Lake film. Well, in one of my feminist theory classes in college, we watched a home birth video and she was on a birthing chair, which is like the same deal. Mm -hmm. Um that like before you're actually like in a full squat, you're still gravity is helping you. Mm -hmm. The baby is dropping, but it was, it really stood out to me. Um, 
the woman was in the chair and then her partner was behind her with his hands around her belly. So they both had the same perspective of like what was going on. And that felt like, cause there is something about like that, this idea, although I will, I prefer if you're not in engaged in this way where it's like the men sort of can go back and forth and like see what's happening and then being like reporting back. And like, that's just so fucking weird to yeah. Like, like they have a better idea of what's going on. I mean, on. to quite to be quite honest, like during while it's happening, I'm happy to run out and run some errands. <laughs> I could tidy the house so it's ready when you come home. Whatever, yeah, whatever we'll you see. need. We'll see what happens. No, see I want I want to be there to be of service. How, however, I can. That's where the doula will really come in. Yeah. You know. Uh, but anyway. I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> we had a sound bath in Joshua Tree, Ooh. which is like a, a life experience version of the kimono you're wearing right now. That's true. That kimono says to me, sound bath in Joshua Tree. It does. It does. It's true. But yeah, we had such a lovely time with our bestest friends, our fi- some of our favorite people. Yep. Bay and Jen and little little guy. I don't know if we're allowed to say names. I feel weird about children. See, every time we have an episode where you're like start naming people, you're like, I don't know if I'm supposed to say names. <laughs> Should I say? I don't know. I'm feeling weird about saying names. Should right we call now. the lawyers? Um, we were with Bay, Jen, and Nico, and Jen and I went to Lizzo uh, on Friday night. Yeah. In which I could barely keep my eyes open. <laughs> I was trying so hard to enjoy myself. But you it went, was you went out to the concert with full mom energy. Oh my God. And we had like we'd paid too much money for seats, but like thank God because I really needed to sit at multiple times. Are your ankles swelling? Or that's no, like third that'll trimester be, that'll shit. be much later. Um but yeah, and then we got up early Saturday morning and went to Joshua Tree for the weekend and had a sound bath and Slept in a teepee and uh, then hiked at Joshua Tree National Park. Then we had some vegetarian food. Then we went to some natural springs, although they didn't feel natural, did they? Yeah, they weren't great, but it was a fun scene. It was a very fun scene. Desert Hot Springs, California. Really weird. Uh, Some real like lounge lizard, like leaving or uh, what is that movie? Uh, Not leaving Las Vegas. That's where Nicolas Cage drinks oh, himself about, to death. About uh, what's his face? Uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Yes. Fear and Loathing in Las yes. Vegas. It had that energy yeah, to yeah. me. The guy who we rented the towels from behind Holy the desk was shit. definitely coke or meth, methed up some in some way. sort of speed. Yeah. <laughs> Crank. Yeah, there was uh, something happening. Yeah, and it was like a fun mixture of like townies and also like hipster tourists, <laughs> yeah, like us, uh, and, and kind yeah. of dirty hot tubs that apparently are the hot tubs are filled with natural hot springs. Like that's what's going on. It's but they sourced put, from. But they put chlorine in it. I was a little confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I think there's a guy in a back room just like heating up pots of water. <laughs> Um, no, but it was just, it really was a special weekend of connecting with our, it was. our great friends who are doing such an awesome job as parents together and, and uh, making parenthood look like attainable and like fun yeah, at times. Yeah. Like I was thinking today actually about like, I was at the gym. I went to the gym today. I had a bad junk food day yesterday, but I went to the gym today. Not that I'm trying to correct anything. I just went cause <laughs> I feel good when I go to the gym. Yeah. And you told me to. Yeah. Uh, but I was thinking like, yeah, it's just like we're going to have a third buddy. Like it'll be our <laughs> third. We're going to have a new friend, you know? Yeah. Like we have to like keep it alive and everything, but it'll be someone that like we're excited to have in our lives. I think so too. It'll be fun. And like last night I was watching Succession on HBO Go, uh, which. <laughs> Are you doing a plug for that? Really tearing through this show. <laughs> And you went to bed and Peggy was in my lap, curled up like a little donut. And I was just like looking down at her and thinking about how she's such a perfect representation of like our life. You know, like Aww. we've taken on this other being that is our responsibility to care for. And sometimes she's a pain in the ass. But in moments like last night, like I was so in love with her. <laughs> 
she was posted just, about it on Instagram. Oh man, she went right up on the Instagram story because <laughs> I just felt so like, um, like I liked seeing her, this wild beast just mm-hmm. tamed <laughs> in my lap, and she felt so safe to yeah. be like, yeah, 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 just in my lap in that position, yeah, uh, and like she literally didn't have a thing to worry about, yeah, and. I have lots of things to worry about, but I had so much calm and peace just being with her. And uh, it really felt like some real family shit, you know? You're going to be a very good dad. And I'm excited to see that. We'll see. (laughs) You'll be the best dad you can be. Yeah. And I will be the best mom I can be. And, you know, goddess willing, this one will come to be. And, And if it isn't, You'll hear about it. Yeah. And then I'll walk you through that whole experience. But we'll, we'll, Yeah. And then if it does come to but be. But fingers crossed. I'm not wishing for it not to come to be. But I just, I'm not like, it happens so often for people that I, I'm honestly not scared of that. Yeah. For some reason. I don't know why. Like, I'm just kind of like, if that happens, that happens. But I'm not going to like. I'm not going to like live in fear of it. But I also, I, you know, my relationship to having a child is different than some people's. I've never been like just dying to have a kid, which yeah. I totally think is connected to me getting instantly pregnant. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> like, yeah. I truly think that I'm just like ambivalence led yeah. to just like, sure, here you go, which is yeah. terrible. No, I was going to say that too. Like in couples therapy this whole time, like, Anytime we bring up this topic, it's always like we're both kind of like, yeah, kind of on the fence. Like, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, sure. Maybe, maybe not. And, you know, a lot of I was talking to um, my dear, dear therapist, Nuna, on Friday, which is like the first time I got to process this with her. And um, she's amazing and totally gets me and also has two kids and uh, who are like in their 20s, I think. And she really like understood where I was coming from and that like, you know, it's first of all, we just have been on this like sexual exploratory journey for the past like year and a half. Oh, tell me more. Well, go check out episodes uh, (laughs) 45 through 55. Yeah. I think that's accurate actually. Um, and you know, I've felt like, like, better in my skin as like a sexual person probably ever in my life over the past year and a half and um just like safe to like explore these different parts of myself and really trying to like lean into my queerness and like understand what that means for me and then being really scared that like all of that is going to be taken away which obviously that is not the the case like all of that doesn't just like disappear because I'm pregnant but I think because I'm always somebody that's kind of trying to like say fuck you to like traditional living there's like that part of me that's just like I'm a fucking sucker I'm doing it all just like everybody else (laughs) (laughs) like the punk in me is like my friend just called me a punk the other day and I was like but I don't even like listen to punk, punk music. She was like, I think anyone who's punk is people that are just like alternative that are like living alternative lives. I'm like, yeah, I am fucking punk. <laughs> uh, so I think it like triggered the punk in me to be like, you fucking lemming. Mm. You just went along like everybody else. Fucking cheap. You fucking poser. Like you act like you're this fucking queer radical person. But here you are with your fucking dog and you're pregnant and you're just living in your nice apartment. You're going to go to the park with a fucking stroller just like the rest of them. You dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what's going on over here. Mm-hmm. But just like a small part of me is doing that, you know? Yeah. And, and it's like I a mean, side of myself that I'm like reckoning, you know? Yeah. And and Nuna is like kind enough to like hear that part of me and like recognize it and like understands that it's like valid and it doesn't mean that I don't want to have a kid. It just is like, it's just another voice. Yeah. That's just like kind of mean, 
honestly. Well, I mean, it's dead on. <laughs> but no, like, I think the punk move is to just, like, do do life in your own way, you know? Yes, and, of like, course. And that's, like, where we landed, too, that, you know, like, just because I'm getting married and getting pregnant and having a dog doesn't mean that I can't like do all of those things in a way that feels right to me. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to like fall in line with somebody else. She was like, you can be the most radical mom ever. I was like, Oh, believe me. (laughs) I mean, that stroller is going to have fucking spikes on it. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, when I think about that, I just, I, I just think about the inevitability of like human, instinct and life and life goes on and like uh, caveman brain like we just we're just like i don't know it's just like of course some people just would prefer to not have a child and that's totally cool and like i again like i feel like we were so on the fence about that but like i don't know i just think of like um like what this is what we we've evolved to like make life you know and like well yes people say that's what we're born to do but there were plenty of people that would argue against it oh yeah 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 <laughs> that would argue and I'm against not, that i'm not saying like i see it that way like did you ever see that movie with Brad Pitt where he it's like yes. this movie <laughs> <laughs> i forget who the director is and i can't think of the it might be called life or something and it's like there's scenes of him oh, having yeah. an abusive dad. There's like dinosaurs in it. I didn't see it because it looked really long winded. But that it does make me think of the scale of time and like the millions. Like, like I just heard somebody on another podcast say like if if all of the universe of, of like since the Big Bang, since the Big Bang, if you were to put the amount of time that we've existence has existed on a clock on a 24 hour clock Mm -hmm. humans would have appeared at 11 59 p.m like we've we're we've only existed for this tiny Mm -hmm. amount of this great scale of time yeah and like i don't know i think of like the the plates shifting deep in the earth and the earth's core like like ancient (laughs) shit that's going on on this planet and like like then I was born in 1981 and you were born in 1982 and like we were like destined to meet or I don't were know we about destined dest- who knows we, we but we destined, met but, but we, we did met. and that's amazing and like things happened and now <laughs> now like this other person could be born I and know. like I know it's and, cool and all it's the cool. while the fucking earth's core is still like melty or whatever it does down shit there shit is on fire the, everything the is garbage shifting, the ice caps are melting and like maybe who knows maybe like all of existence is about the way it was you know came up from out of nowhere is it's gonna go away in a big poof of uh, smoke but uh orange smoke yeah uh but like we we will have only been here for like a snap of the fingers. Well, and on that kind of tangentially on that note, like I do think that you and I are both um, experiential like learners and livers. Mm-hmm. And so this does, I think that we both always would land together on this place of just like, like you've said to me many times, you're like, what else are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> and not to say that you can't do other stuff, but I think for you and me, it just felt like, well, we like to have different experiences, so why wouldn't we want to like have this experience too? Maybe that sounds incredibly selfish. I don't know, but that that like helps me to to think of it that way, you know? Yeah, and also just like having faith, like eh, it's just all gonna work out, you know? Yeah, um, Nuna likes to say kids need far less than everybody thinks that they do. She was mm. like, literally they could sleep in a drawer. Like they would be fine. <laughs> yeah. We'll try that. See if the authorities come. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I guess I really want to make sure before we close that we do shout out Jen and Bay for being so yes inspirational and caring and totally. loving and like, they make it look fun and exciting and, I feel very lucky that I have a lot of women and men in my life that are really excited for us. And I've had so many people be like, 
just really kind about like what kind of parents they think that we're going to be. And that's very nice. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I think we'll never forget that trip because it's like, yeah, the trip was booked for a while. Yeah. And like, we couldn't, we, we couldn't out, have known. <laughs> yeah. We found out this news like as we're going out there and then we just had this like kind of, it honestly, it felt like kind of a surreal weekend to me. Like yeah. the setting, like going out to Joshua Tree, just so majestic and like being a little bit sleep deprived and uh, whatever. And this new news, like kind yeah. of like thinking about life on this big, deep way, like yeah, uh, it just felt special. And then to have these conversations with my siblings and my brother and sister and mom and dad to let, let them know felt really nice. And uh, um, yeah, we just have so much, so many people that are going to be really helpful. Yes. And we're we- very, very lucky that we have the support systems that we do and the choices that we have and that we found the health insurance that we have. Like there's a lot of things that have like come into place that have allowed us to feel, I think a lot more safe about Mm -hmm. trying this, this adventure on, you know, and I am excited. I don't want everyone to think that I'm like miserable about this whole thing it's just like just like if you're not someone with a uterus just think about what it would be like just imagine what it would be like if one day you found out that for the next nine months you were going to be growing something inside of yourself that was going to take resources from you and make you feel really weird and like sick sometimes. And it's like kicking you in the ribs and like, I think as men, we'd be like, must kill it. Yeah. exactly. Like, like all these men who are like, women can't have abortions. We uh, would abort. We would yeah. abort. No, we I, would be like every man for themselves, including this thing in me. I need to get it out. A, a great Veep line, which I'm sure I'll, I'll mess up. But Julia Louis Dreyfus says something. She's like, "Oh, if men could, if men could get pregnant, there'd be an abortion at every ATM," <laughs> <laughs> which I think is sad but very true. Should we look into that? Not for us. <laughs> ATM but, abortions. Yeah, like drive-throughs. <laughs> oh gosh. Doing a car wash. Oh, the point being, there'd be a lot more access to things if men had to do all the shit that we do. Anyway. All right. Well, that's our show and that's our news. We, uh, yeah, we'll keep, we're going to keep talking about it. Um, Oh, you better believe it. And I just want to reiterate though, like no shade on anyone who is choosing to keep things private and secret for whatever their reasons may be. I, I just come from a place of challenging the norms and like, offering another option like if you felt if you feel like you have to keep it a secret but you don't know why I guess that's that's the person I'm kind of trying to to speak to you know it's like we all have our it's our choice it's our fuck like it all just comes back to the fact that it's like it's every person's choice how they want to handle this sort of situation and this is how I'm choosing to handle it because I feel like it serves me better and uh i support anyone's decision on how they choose to deal with it me too okay so don't like come and like throw hate at me okay yeah (laughs) all five listeners (laughs) all right well we love you guys thanks so much for listening and uh we'll check in next week okay bye maybe that's the ending it's me being like bang (laughs) Bing, <laughs> <laughs>